I have managed to avoid preaching on Good Shepherd Sunday for the past two years. Foisting the sermon on one of our unsuspecting assisting clergy. But this year I forgot until it was too late. So here I am. I'm just not a fan of Good Shepherd Sunday. The Jesus we meet is too cuddly, too kind. Like that snuggle fabric softener bear on the old commercials who, who leaps off a table into a pile of just out of the dryer towels and squeals, hoo-hoo. <laughs> There's just not much theological meat on the bone to the pastoral image of a shepherd far off in a field tending a flock whose baas carry along on the gentle breeze. So as I've done in the past, I'm going to try to liven things up with a few sheep jokes for you. Clean sheep jokes. And even though a number of you begged me never to do this again, I know you secretly love them. So, to wit, where do sheep go on vacation? To the, Baham, to the Bahamas. I got my sheep talk wrong. The Bahamas. What did the polite sheep say to the other sheep? After you. Get it? <laughs> what kind of car does a sheep like to drive? A Lamborghini. <laughs> By the way, in this empty church, I'm hearing as much laughter as I heard last night in the courtyard <laughs> at our worship service. What do you call a religious sheep? A Baptist. <laughs> what did the power-mad sheep want to do? To wool the world. <laughs> wool the world. And this last one. What do you get when you cross an angry sheep with a temperamental cow? An animal that's in a bad mood. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a guest preacher next year. <laughs> okay, shake it off. Outside the walls of ancient Rome are catacombs dating as far back as the second century, where early Christians buried their dead in underground tombs. Over the course of a few hundred years, digging deeper and deeper, they eventually created miles of underground mazes and tunnels. The walls of these tunnels were lined with stacked cubbyholes, into which loved ones' dead bodies were placed so that people could visit them to pray and leave mementos. Larger open rooms were also dug down there where communities gathered to celebrate liturgies. In those rooms are drawings still visible today, ancient Christian graffiti on the walls. And one of the earliest images we have of Jesus is drawn there. He's depicted as the good shepherd, 
with a lamb nestled around his shoulders. It's telling that Jesus was first understood by his followers as a shepherd. Those catacomb frescoes predate the crucifix as a common symbol of our faith. The good shepherd shows up centuries before imagery of Christ the king becomes widespread. Why? Well, first of all, pastoral imagery would have been familiar to people living in agricultural societies. Also, it seems those early Christians wanted to see Jesus as a caring presence who watched over them in their time of need. Maybe for a people suffering under Roman rule, crucified Jesus was too harsh and confusing. Kingly Christ, too remote. They needed a tender deity, a comforter and guide. They knew shepherds and understood the work they did, tending to their flocks. Also in those days, there still wasn't a settled theology about who Jesus was, of how he was both God and man, nor had a resolution been reached about the nature of the Holy Trinity. So instead, these early Christians consoled themselves with the tangible image of Jesus as a good shepherd. Even in the first centuries of our faith, our relationship to Christ was one of love and accompaniment. While pondering Jesus as the Good Shepherd, it occurred to me that we meet the Jesus we need to meet at certain times in our history. Those early Christians needed to feel cared for and cherished. Use of the cross as a Christian symbol became more widespread after Constantine converted to Christianity, having seen a vision of a cross in the sky during battle in the year 312. The Feast of Christ the King was instituted in 1925, a response from the Roman Catholic Church to the rise in secularism and nationalism that they saw all around them, and possibly as a reaction to the devastation of World War I. The message of Christ as King is, remember that there is only one ruler of the world, Jesus Christ, despite all these pretenders rising up around us. On a more personal level, the Jesus we need is sometimes found in the Beatitudes, blessing the poor, the meek, or the sorrowing whenever we feel depleted or are struggling. Or we might find inspiration in the Jesus who casts out money changers in the temple when we fight against hypocrisy in our church, government, or in the actions of others. We kneel with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and ask God to take away the cup of affliction we are being forced to drink, be it chronic pain, loneliness, or grief over a loved one. He accompanies us on our own road to Calvary, bearing the weight of the wood so we're not alone in our burdens. We meet the Jesus we need at different points of our journey. There are so many aspects to the person of Jesus that we meet in the Gospels. Which one do you need to meet at this point 
in your life? I invite you to meditate on that question in the coming week. So despite my snarky intro on my dislike of Good Shepherd Sunday, I have to admit that the Jesus I need to meet most these days is that very one. After 13 months of pandemic lockdown, we need caring for. To know that Jesus tends to our soul. It's hard for some of us to let go and let God to place our cares in Jesus' lap or across his shoulders. And maybe that's why I'm so reticent to embrace this day. I don't want to let go of control. And maybe some of you are like that too, to realize that we can't do it alone or it's not all up to us or that we're not failures if we don't do everything we set out to do. Don't you feel like right about now would be a good time to let someone else take on all your fretting? So yes, I do, like many of you. So on this Good Shepherd Sunday at least, you will hear no more bah humbug from this pulpit. Or should I say, bah humbug. <laughs> Incidentally, where do sheep go to get their hair cut? To the Baba shop. <laughs> the Baba shop. I told that joke at a church in Boston where I served, and some people didn't get it because that's actually the way they talk. <laughs> Baba shop? I don't get it. Where are the sheep going to the Baba shop? That's a true story. A clergy colleague once told me the story of a man in her congregation from Peru who used to be a shepherd. The flock he tended was fenced in by barbed wire to keep out predators. But the sheep loved to rub themselves up against that wire to scratch an itch. The problem was they would get so into it that their wool became entangled and they couldn't break free. <laughs> so at the end of each day, the shepherd would walk the perimeter of the fence with his shears, clipping off their snagged fleece and cutting them loose. And you could tell which ones never learned their lesson by the number of bald patches they displayed. Now there's a metaphor for you. We get so enmeshed in our anxiety these days, worn down by cares we can't stop fretting over. We pick at them, we rub at them, but they can ensnarl us, trap us, render us helpless. That's when we need to pray, to ask the Good Shepherd to disentangle us from our cares and snip us free. The bald patches we carry around are evidence of all we've been through this year. But our hope and our healing lie in the mercy of the clipper's shears and the comfort of the shepherd's voice. May we always hear that voice of our good shepherd guiding us on to greener pastures.
Amen.